You're listening to Radical Revolutionaries Podcast with your hosts, Justin Sampson, Carlos Becerra, and Luis Zuniga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Radical Revolutionaries Network. My name is Luis Zuniga. I got my homie, Justin Sampson, here as well. What's up, Justin? Hey, how you doing? How's everyone doing? What's All up? Right. What's up? Hope everyone's enjoying Friday. their Friday. Uh, All right, y'all. Yeah, yeah. uh, Radical Revolutionaries <laughs> is brought to you by Action Book, where people organize. Actionbook.online is the website to go to. Be a member. Organize. It's you know good social networking platform. So uh, with that said, I got my boy Justin here. Go ahead, brother. Take it away. Hey everyone, hope everyone doing well. I uh, want to remind everyone, uh, please visit our website, RadicalRevolutionaries.com. Uh, there you can learn more about the show, learn more about us, how to become a member. Uh, please uh, sign up and yes. be a member today. Even a dollar helps. One dollar. Even one dollar. Uh, by, by, by becoming a member, you're helping make sure that we keep the lights on in the studios uh, right now we're we're actually doing the social distancing, but you you're gonna help us uh, be able to produce content like uh, to you guys and make it more efficient. So uh, uh, you know please sign up and be a member today. Also, uh, we are working on possibly getting new computers. So it's actually extremely important more than ever for you to mm-hmm. become a member today. That way, you not only not only are you just uh, not only are you helping progressive independent media, not only are you helping us get this content to uh, to you guys, but you're allowing us to share these radically revolutionary ideas to yes. the world, basically, and share share our, our vision for what we think a good society and a better society is. And uh, we'd like you to join us because it's not about us. It's about yes, we are, all of we're us, here to connect right? networks, like, what, like, connect like, movements. Like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, like, when the old Jewish man said, right? Not be us. So, what was that? Not about uh, that? us at all. It's about all of, it's not about us as a network. Who was it's the Jewish man that said that? So, with, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I think you know who I'm Bernie. talking about, man. <laughs> Bernie, yeah. So, with that, actually, I do need to make a confession. Um, on Monday, you probably noticed that um, I was uh, not necessarily at my best, and I do apologize for that. Um, I wasn't feel, feeling very well on Monday. You don't have COVID, do you? So, uh, and I actually okay. no, I don't have COVID. I actually did get the I did get the results of my COVID um, test, and I tested negative for COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good sign, and I'm happy about it. Um, but I wasn't feeling at my best, and you probably noticed that I kind of dozed off a couple of times. Um, that, yeah, you can you can say call it unprofessional. I get it, right? And I do apologize. But heck, uh, you could kind of also say it's funny at the same time. Some people sleepy. might find it a little I'm gonna funny call you, as well. I'm, I'm going to call you Sleepy Justin found, from now on. Kind of like what, like we'll, uh, we'll well, talk some about other him. guy? We'll talk about him in a bit. Uh, Maybe we should get to our to our actual. <laughs> so, to our break, to our yeah. uh, news for the let's week. Let's get to the show. Yeah, let's get to the show because uh, we got a lot of talk oh, to show. talk about. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about mm-hmm. speaking of sleepy, right? 
let's talk about this guy. Um, I'm not going to say the name because I think um, you know it's it's been bastardized and weaponized yeah. by Republicans. But uh, this guy over here, Joe Biden, the gaff machine strikes um, again. The gaff machine, he strikes again, and unfortunately, this time he had some pretty interesting things to say about uh, black um, and uh, Latino um, individuals. Well, okay, uh, maybe I'm not the best person to explain it. Let's have Joe Biden um, take it away because he, he says it much better than I ever right. could summarize it. Hey, by but, the way, I put that program together to provide... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Are, are you going to re-engage with Cuba, though? I mean, I'm, I'm specifically wondering about, you know, the Florida yes. communities that are, in, in, you know, yes. incredibly interested in, in the Cuba issue um, and see yes. uh, status given to Venezuelans while Cubans are being deported. The answer so are, will is you yes, I'm going to engage. Yes. Yes. And by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're, when you're in Arizona. So it's a very different, a very diverse community. Sleepy Joe strikes again. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, producer Louis? Because look, we, uh, you know, this is another, this is another one of those um, instances well, where Joe Biden opens his mouth yeah, and puts his foot in. Yeah, I feel like every community has different ideas and different ways of saying it. But he, I don't know, man. He, he's always, he's always finds a way to make himself really bad. You know, like you didn't, you didn't have to talk about, yeah, you didn't have to talk Absolutely. about African Americans in that segment. You know he didn't have to, but he did. Yeah. So you know, it made him look. It made him look bad. Yeah. It yeah. made him look silly, if not stupid. But the thing that the thing that I found amazing is that look, you know, um, I would argue that not all voters yeah. are a monolith, right? And I, when I was running for state senator, I actually got a chance to see that with my own eyes, right? Uh, I saw it a lot where a lot of, you know, these cons a lot of these consultants, a lot of the consulting class were kind of telling, mm -hmm. were kind of instructing candidates, hey, a lot of these races, when it comes to identity politics, they fit into these neat uh, boxes. When you talk about African-Americans, their number one issue is mm -hmm. criminal justice and police brutality. When you talk about Latinos, their number one issue yeah. is immigration reform. If you talk about LGBT folks, their number one issue is yeah, LGBT um, rights. you know yeah. discrimination. Yeah, if you talk to disability uh, activists, their their thing is about disability rights. Like, like that's fine, right? And sure, right? I'm guessing you, as a Latinx individual, immigration is yeah. probably a very important. Yeah, but issue. there's also there's also uh, Afro Latinos I'm, too. That are that are intermixed yeah. as well, and you know they have their own yeah. they have their own issues. So I feel like you know I've, every I think that yeah. every every citizen, every well, resident, gonna... anyone who lives in this country uh, should care yeah. about different types of issues, immigration, and it's not just like yeah. one one race being, you know, or one one specific yeah. demographic uh, in charge of that of that issue, you know. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The point I was trying to make, though, is that that I guarantee you, as someone who's a Latinx folk uh, individual, yeah, right, immigration is an important issue to you. But I'm also guarantee I can also place money that jobs are is also a very important issue for you. Making sure that you make a living mm-hmm. wage is an important issue to you. Making sure that your nieces and nephews get a good education yeah. is an important issue to you. Making sure that you get quality mm-hmm. health care is an important issue to you. So, like, whenever I heard, like, some of these consultants uh, speak in that way where it's, like, like mm-hmm. each race is a single-issue voter, it, sound, it sounded, like, borderline racist to me to an extent. And I know that's probably not what Joe Biden was going after, but what it really sounded was like was that African-Americans for Joe Biden mm-hmm. are a monolith, right? They only think alike. They 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 vote alike, and they um, and they yeah. have the same views um, as as you know as whatever whoever tells them that they do, whether it be Joe Biden or the consulting mm-hmm. class or anyone else. Now the thing that I find amazing is that a lot of the Democratic establishment actually has that same view too, right? They believe that oh yeah, you know African American voters they are socially liberal, but uh, no, they're socially moderate, and uh, but when it comes to racial justice, that's the only time they're progressive. And that's why their argument is, look, that's why we need to be a center-right party, because African Americans make up our base, and they're usually right of center. They're usually, you know, mm-hmm. moderate to moderate conservatives. But the truth of the matter is, and we're going to talk about this a little later in the show, African Americans have a whole host of different views, right? Some of them are conservative. Some of them think like Joe Biden. Meanwhile, you have like people like um, the squad, for instance, such as uh, Ayala Presley and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who have very Mm. progressive views. You have... Uh, very a lot of yeah. young African Americans. Uh, well, they support and, a lot of Latinos. There's some African Americans that support who, the Second Amendment right. So there's there's yeah, various there's exactly. various ideas and, then, you know, and various beliefs that every every constituent has. I'm sure that you can say you're progressive, but you also may have yeah. some some conservative views. Well, uh, you know, so it's yeah, not just not exactly. just like in, and, in 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 policy, but also in 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 your own beliefs, you know, I I've, I myself uh, yeah. are a conservative when it comes to like housing regulation, you know, because because um like I want to build like my sustainable like e- environmentally friendly housing, but some of it is is overregulated to not to not be that way, you know, you can't build a sustainable house; it has to be like yeah. a regulated house that is uh, a wooden house like a re- normal or traditional house you know so that's that's my that's yeah. my perception of it yeah now to be fair though to joe biden uh he did apo- he eventually apologized okay, so we do I'll, have a tweet I'll, of that um, right now. If bruce Alou- uh, all right it says go ahead. earlier today i made some comments about diversity in the african american and latino communities that I want to clarify. In no way did I mean to suggest the African American community is a monolith, not by identity, not on issues, not at all. There it is. You say it. 
Okay. So, so to be fair to Joe Biden, he did apologize. Um, you know, it is what it is, right? So, um, you know, Joe Biden's just that type of person, right? We, we, we've seen yeah. this during the primary with the comments such as, hey, you know, um, uh, parents, we should have social workers go into the houses mm-hmm. of black, uh, black families because they don't know how to parent. Or even they should have the record maybe player. He, maybe playing, he is a little. Or um, he's been. He, he he's made. He is a little racist. Maybe. Or he just wants to put a, a front. Yeah. Because yeah. He has made comments towards, you know, towards. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been in in politics for a long time. He's even said that he's worked with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know those people who are against uh, I- integration, right? He has said that he's yeah. Good with him. So yeah, to be yeah, and let's be fair, right? Joe Biden has supported legislation mm-hmm. that has hurt uh, yeah. communities of color, whether it be the crime bill, whether it be welfare reform act, yeah. whether it be the, you know supporting the Iraq War. So yeah, there might be some, there might be a little hint mm-hmm. of truth to that, right? Like maybe you know, just like just like a lot of the establishment people uh, folks might say. Bernie Sanders might have a blind spot when it comes to race. Maybe Joe Biden has a, a little bit of a yeah. blind spot himself that you know maybe he doesn't he doesn't necessarily see. And it's not necessarily any fault of Joe Biden's per se. Yeah, it can be. Uh, he's, but he's you know it's yeah, it could be. Yeah, you're right. What he says is true, and then he just excuses it as a gaffe. You know, because he yeah okay he, that's, he that's, said to himself he's admitted. And I've seen it on Trevor Noah. He's admitted that he that he that he's a gaff, that he makes gaff comments, and, and you know sometimes when he says off the cuff stuff. But come on, dude, you can't just always say that you're like making, yeah making gaff comments and then and, you know backtrack on it. It's just like it seems like you're getting caught up, and then you're like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. Okay. That's completely fair. Like that's that's completely fair, and I get you. And you know what? That's completely on Joe Biden. It's completely on Joe Biden's campaign. Um, and you know what? I hate to say it, but that's on the people who voted for Joe Biden, right? That you know, you the people who voted for Joe Biden asked for this. Uh, they they knew what they were getting with uh, a vote for Joe Biden. Uh, so yeah, this is what you got. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you didn't necessarily like Bernie, and maybe uh, someone like Elizabeth Warren wasn't your cup of tea, but. You know, people who voted for Joe Biden knew what you know what they were getting into. Now, I'm not shaming them into, you know, into their vote, right? Their vote's their vote, and that's how it goes. But, you know, this is what happens when you nominate someone like Joe Biden. Uh, you you come uh, have situations like this. But you know what? Um, I know we're talking about Joe Biden and we beat it to death, but let's talk about Joe Biden's opponent because you might be saying, "Well, Justin, what about Donald Trump?" Well, okay, yeah. you got it. This guy here, you thought you thought Joe Biden was crazy. This was af- um, this was absolutely wild when uh, we had his uh, interview with Axios. Uh, you watched the entire it's interview, okay. right? What do you say? It was nuts. I mean, I did like Jonathan Swan, you know, <laughs> showing data and and um, questioning him, very sar- very like condescending, sarcastic way, which I loved it because it did. It you know it was kind of differing from the Chris Wallace interview that he did on Fox because it was straight up, it was very straight up, and we can definitely show yeah 
uh, a clip of that right now. You ready? Yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, let's. We're gonna play a small. We're gonna play an excerpt of the interview. This is about mm. a four-minute uh, excerpt. The full interview is about forty minutes, minutes but we're gonna show this mm -hmm. thirty-five minutes. Okay. So we're gonna show this to you guys. Um, we're gonna provide the uh, link mm -hmm. in the description below. But uh, this is absolutely. You should watch it. Yeah. You should watch the full video. You can find it on YouTube. But we're going to show this to you. And you're going to get a small glimpse how absolutely crazy this entire interview was. Right. There are those that say, you can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read Who? the manuals. Read the books. Manuals? Read the books. Manuals? Read the books. What books? What testing does? No, 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 sorry. Shows, wait a minute. Let me, let me explain. What testing does, it shows cases. It shows where there may be cases. I've covered you for a long time. I've, I've gone to your rallies. I've talked to your people. They love you. They listen to you. They listen to every word you say. They hang on your every word. They don't listen to me or the media or Fauci. They think we're fake news. They want to get their advice from you. And so when they hear you say everything's under control, I mean, these are people, many of them are older people, What's Mr. President. What's your of control? Yeah. Under the it's giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything we can. When I took over, we didn't even have a test. Now, in all why, fairness, why would you there have a was test? no test The virus didn't exist. How would you have a test? I say, okay. Death is going up now. Okay. No, and it's no. a thousand a day. If you look at death... Yeah, it's going up look. again. Let's look. Daily death. Take a look at some of these charts. I'd okay. love to. We're going to look. Let's look. And if you look at death, yeah, per, started to go up again. One. Well, right here, the United States is lowest in numerous categories. Uh, we're lower than the world. Lower than the world. Lower than what is that? Europe. In what? Look. In what? Take a look. Right here. Here's case death. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. That's where the US is really bad. Well, well, Much worse than South Korea, Germany, etc. You can't you can't do that. You have Why to go, can't I do that? You have to go by you have to go by where look, here is the United States. You have to go by the cases. The cases Why are not there. as a proportion of when population? We have somebody, what it says is when you have somebody that yeah. has it, where there's a case, oh, okay. the people that live sure. from oh. those cases. It's surely a relevant statistic to say if the US has X population and X percentage of death of that population no, versus South Korea. No, you go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, if, for example. 51 million population, 300 deaths. It's like, it's you, crazy you compared to the that. I do. It's you on the. Don't know that. Don't, you think they're faking uh, their statistics? Uh, South Korea, I, an I advanced won't get into country, because they have a very good relationship yeah. with the country. But you don't know that. Wait, a thousand wait. Americans are dying a day. But I understand. I understand. On cases, it's different. No, but you're not reporting it correctly, Jonathan. I think I am. But it's been widely reported that the U.S. has intelligence indicating that Russia paid bounties or offered to pay bounties to Taliban fighters to kill American right. soldiers. Mm -hmm. You had a phone call with Vladimir Putin on July 23rd. Did you bring up this issue? No, that was a phone call to discuss other things. And you've never discussed it with him? I have never discussed it with him, no. I would. I'd have no problem with it. But you don't believe you know, the intelligence. It it's because you don't believe the intelligence. That's why. Uh, it never reached my okay. desk. You know why? Because they didn't think it was intelligence. They didn't think it was real. It was they in your written brief, think, though, apparently. They didn't think it was worthy of it. 
I wouldn't mind. If it reached my desk, I would have done something about it. It never reached my desk because... Do you read your written brief? I do. do I you? read a lot. Really? You know, I read a lot. They like to say I don't read. I read a lot. Uh, your your I, daily I comprehend extraordinarily well, uh, probably better than anybody that you've interviewed in a long time. I did more for the black community than anybody with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln, whether you like it or not. People say, oh, that's you really you, you believe you did more than Lyndon Johnson, who passed the Civil I Rights Act? I think I did, yeah. How? Because I How got criminal did justice you do... reform done. I got prison reform. Lyndon Johnson. I've done things. I've done, well. He passed the ask, Civil Rights ask, Act. How has it worked out? If you take a look at what Lyndon Johnson did. You think the Civil Rights how Act was a mistake? How has it worked out? Because frankly, it, it took a long time. But for African Americans, under my administration, Jonathan, under my administration, African-Americans were doing better than they had ever done in the history of this country. How do you think history will remember John Lewis? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know John Lewis. Uh, he chose not to come to my uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, he chose... Uh, I, I don't... Uh, I never met John Lewis, actually. I don't believe. Do you find him impressive? Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. So oh, that's... Dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack there. What? Absolutely. That was that crazy. That was the low light. Absolutely like crazy. That was for real. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 kind of unpack this, right? Too much testing. COVID COVID nineteen deaths. It is what it is. And yeah, here's way, the thing, Jonathan Swan. And it, and it, to me, it's showing the inability <laughs> of the medic of the healthcare system that we have here. And, and it needs to be taken seriously because, yeah. you know, we can't just be like it is what it is when countries that have, you know, 51 million people have 300 deaths. Like, that's not... While yeah. we, on the other hand... When we have... Yeah. While we, know, on the other hand... fifty plus thousand deaths, you know? That's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. That... That... That just... So, so that's the thing, right? It shows a lack of leadership by this man here. And remember, right, he's running for uh, a second term. He's running for re-election. So you'd be thinking that this guy would be on his best mm -hmm. behavior, that he would actually take this very seriously. But no, right? Oh, COVID-19 death. It is what it is. Um, you know, I've read the books, and, you know, I, I, I want to – I want to claim in my little imaginary mind, yeah. I'm right that uh, COVID-19 deaths mm -hmm. uh, were, were not, you know, we're, we're, we're leading the way in making sure we're stopping COVID. <coughs> but don't, hey, we're not doing that. So this man right here, he wants to run for president. He literally wants to be uh, our commander in chief again. Come on, give me a fucking break. Like, and then on top of all of that, right? If it weren't enough that this guy was um, was just a fumbling idiot when it came to COVID, and Jonathan Swan just didn't embarrass his ass when it came to it, this guy literally said, oh, uh, I'm not paying attention to the intelligence. I'm not paying attention to the fact that um, Russia was, pay was paying Taliban mm. mercenaries to go and hunt down American soldiers. It I wasn't paying attention to that. And I think the... It didn't reach his death. Yeah, it didn't hit his death, right? I don't. Okay, sure. So, and then I think the he most funny part news? of the entire interview, as much as the whole coat, like I guess so, right? The, I mean, <laughs> it, it was big news the day it came out.
It didn't reach his death. Yeah, yeah at it least was like, to okay, those, right? let's say you don't read your, was... your written briefing statements, right? Your, your written briefings. Let's say you yeah. don't. And you're watching TV. It came out on Fox News. It came out on every on CNN fake yeah. news. It came out on MSNBC. Like it was everywhere. It was on on the calls it news, was probably right? on Twitter. Yeah. It was on Facebook. It was everywhere. So you, even if it didn't yeah. reach your desk per se, whatever you say. And he said that he was talking to Russia about something else. What was he talking about? What was it that he was talking about? Exactly. But what you guys was he talking about? Was he talking about and Crimea and Ukraine or what was he talking about? If it wasn't that, probably how, or probably he was talking to Russian oligarchs about how he would get more money out of them and and uh, how they would possibly rig this next election. I don't know. Who knows what yeah. he was talking about? Like, like we we know, right? The thing is, everyone knows that um, everyone knows and yeah. who's paying attention, you know, knows that the intelligence says, hey, Russia was paying Taliban mercenaries. So here's the thing. If you're willing to put America, say America first, then wouldn't you take that seriously that, hey, we have another we have a foreign government paying off mercenaries to go assassinate American mm -hmm. soldiers like I would take that very seriously if I were if I were commander in chief. I think the most funniest part though was at the very end, where um, Trump said, with a literal straight face, right? Oh, I've done more for the black community than anyone but and anyone in American history besides <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. That has got to be the no, funniest. It's not funny, bro. I've it's ever not had fucking funny. Heard. It's some serious shit because. You talk about George Floyd and 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 the and the you know state sanctioned police brutality, uh, you know, yeah, the state allowed people to get murdered with no repercussions up until the George Floyd protest, right? How can you say yeah. that? How can you say yeah, that? Yeah, but the point I'm making that you know that that you've done more for them when they're still being murdered on the street by police. You know, any or oh, person of color. Let's say yeah. that, and then you say that you haven't even done yeah. more than John Lewis. John Lewis literally got his ass beat to fight for for the rights of African Americans. Yeah, you know, he got hit in the head. Yeah, I, he went to he went to jail. He got he's gone to jail. Police. He's gone to protest. I yeah. haven't seen him protest for police brutality. Yeah. But what I have seen him, though, is um, uh, tear gas yeah. peaceful protesters as he was walking to a nearby church to have a mm -hmm. photo op. Like, for real, right? Like, let's keep this real, right? This guy here says that he's done more for African-Americans than, than anyone besides uh, mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln. He's done more for African-Americans yeah. than Lyndon B. Johnson, who signed the Civil yeah. Rights Act of 1964. Um, heck, um, if you want, even though that the Republican Party has had a history of stroking racial animus and uh, racial hatred, even someone like uh, Richard Nixon, uh, even passed um, uh, anti-discriminatory uh, laws yeah. when he was president, and he he personally 
was very racist and very anti-Semitic. So meanwhile, Trump is basically just putting an ugly face on the same ugly yeah. views that Republicans have held for the past 50 years. So, so as Trump has been, as Trump basically is saying, hey, I've done more for, uh, for black and brown communities than anyone else, that has got to be the funniest shit ever because it is not remotely true. Uh, I, the only thing I could think of that Trump has done is enabled white supremacists to come out of their shell and express yeah. the white and supremacist ideas, gonna, right? He said he's not going to watch the NBA anymore because the NBA has every, every, pretty much every game they've been kneeling, or at least most of the players have been kneeling and wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. Yeah. And then he's going to say that. Yeah. He, he even said that he's not going to be watching it anymore. So how, 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 can, he, how can he say okay. that he's been doing that for African-American communities if, if he's like every time that they speak out or they, you know, they demonstrate, they, he, like, he feels like he's shutting them, it feels like he's shutting them down, you know? Yeah, look at, look, just look at every single, um, just look at everything that's been going on since, like you said, since George Floyd, right? You have um, him having his photo op in the church, which caused, um, pe you know, people protesting to be pro uh, tear gassed. You have, um, him basically be silent when it comes to demanding for solutions for uh, for police brutality and prison reform. And look, prison at the end of the day, well. yeah. Now, yeah. And so he wants to claim, hey, you know, I've been uh, I've been doing um, all these things. Name me one of the things that he's done. Really, I really want to know, like, what has he really done uh, uh, for for African American and Latinx communities. I can't think of one. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, like I said, stroking racial hatred, enabling white supremacists. Yeah, this guy here. Um, you know, we. I know we're beating him up, beating up on him, but you know what? This guy can't be president anymore. This guy has made a mockery yeah. of the entire uh, and it, and office it, of the presidency, yeah, and, it feels like and he wants to. Again, bro. Just like... the lesser, the yeah, lesser yeah. You know what? Yeah, exactly. And you know what? There are a lot of people who do have mm -hmm. that angst, right? That they're like, we're back to this again. We had an opportunity yeah. to really elect someone um, in the Democratic primary mm -hmm. who actually understood the needs of working class folks. And, you know, we're back to, you know, yeah, far right proto-fascism versus just, uh, um, you know, corporate cap. Uh, Crony capitalism and corporatism yeah, gone wild. Like, what, I get you. Does Howie I, Hawkins need to say something to fucking get some attention or what? Like, does he need to say something out of the ordinary well, to get more attention and to for him for him to say you know his you know his ideas and his proposals for the environment, for democracy, yeah, for immigration reform, for prison reform, for you know. For all the all of the ideas that the Green Party has, does does he need to do? Does he need to have a crazy yeah. interview with Jonathan Swan in order for him to get attention? Does he need to say stuff about the African American community and and about the Latin Latinx community as well? Does he need to do that? Does he need to say some crazy borderline racist shit to do yeah. it? 
in order for him to get attention. Yeah. Like, well, what is going on, you know? Like, yeah. The media and everybody are still trying to get all hyped up with this lesser of two evils, and, you know, and we're still still not focusing on the communities and the constituents that really need the help. Absolutely. And you know what? What it's really going to take, it's really going to take everyone getting involved, right? Um, it's going to take all of us being out in the streets fighting, and it doesn't really matter who's in charge. You know, whether it's Trump or Biden, we need to be out in the streets and we need to be fighting. We need to make sure we hold all elected officials accountable and to make sure that um, we're able to make, uh, we're able to make sure that we actually have power. Because the truth of the matter is the government's supposed to represent us, not the other way around. So, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that we have someone like Trump um, in the White House and we have him Expo um, expressing his just ignorant, racist, uh, mm -hmm. backwards views, anti-science views. It's very sad that we have this guy that, that this is the discourse of, and the, this is not just the discourse, but this is kind of what American politics mm -hmm. has gotten us. It's gotten us someone like Trump. And, you know, at the end of the day, whether or not Trump is removed in 2020, or he turns out in 2024. You know, we we gotta we gotta make sure that we're we're on top of it. We're holding all elected officials accountable. And at the end of the day, we, it's about go, going out to yeah. vote, right? In November, uh, I don't care who you vote. Like I like we say on this show over and over again, I don't care who you vote for, but just go out and vote because the truth of the matter is, we need to make sure that we have high levels of voter turnout. That we're voting for. Every single office up and down the ballot, from president all the way down the dog catcher. So speaking of voting down ballot, let's get to the next story because let's get to some good news because I'm I'm dying for some good news because we've been hearing uh, news about Biden and his gaffes and Trump and his idiocy um, in in that interview. But you know we got some good news and I'm very 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 happy to announce that. Over the past week, we've had state-level primaries in multiple states. And let me tell you, progressives, we are winning. We are absolutely winning. We're crushing it. Because when it comes down to it, yeah, we lost the presidency. But when it comes to these congressional races, we are fucking winning. Uh, we got So we have a picture here of some of the progressives who won. We got uh, Marquita Bradshaw. Rashida Tlaib, who was reelected, um, and Cori Bush, who literally knocked off a 20-year term incumbent. Actually, in fact, the uh, the family who has held that seat, which included the guy she knocked off and his father, have been in that seat for over 50 years. That's a 50-year dynasty that was literally knocked off by... Cory Bush, so mad, mad props. So let's go to these results because I'm very, very excited to uh, talk about. Them. So let's start with uh, Marquita Bradshaw's race. Uh, this is actually the U.S. Senate uh, Democratic primary in Tennessee. So uh, Marquita Bradshaw wins with 35% of the vote. Now here's the 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 part that uh, that I find really fascinating. Um, 
James Mackler, right? I believe that's how you say his name. Mackler. Um, he finished in third place. Now, this guy literally raised $2 million and was backed by the Democratic Senate Campaign Committee, the DSCC, uh, that gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to his campaign. Now, the part that was really fascinating is that uh, Ms. Bradshaw raised less than $25,000 for her race. It Again, seems like a lot, but it's, it's, not, it's and, not much compared to how much uh, people donated for, yeah. $2 million. Two million dollars in comparison to twenty five thousand. The campaign with twenty five thousand dollars literally won. Her staff was literally made up of volunteers. Right, let's go to let's go to the next one. And they won. Let's mm-hmm. let's go to Rashida to leave. So this one is an incumbent. Um, you have yep. the results up. Um, she went. She went by a pretty mm-hmm. sizable 60, margin. Sixty percent. Now, uh, yeah. And now here's the thing, right? So Brenda Jones, who was uh, her 2018 opponent as well, uh, uh, she was hoping to capitalize on the fact that um, Rashida Tlaib was not going to publicly endorse Joe Biden. Although she would make sure that the Democratic nominee won the state of Michigan, uh, she would not publicly express Mm -hmm. her support for Biden because she believed that, hey— um, he doesn't necessarily align with my values, so I'm not going to publicly endorse him. I might, I'll might, i vote for him, but I won't endorse him. So um, Brenda Jones also got the backing from a lot of the, uh, you know, the usual suspects. So that'd be Wall Street, uh, the health insurance industry, um, and and even, I believe, a lot of members of Congress backed her, more, your more conservative members. Now let's get to this one was really exciting. Cori Bush, she defeats um, William uh, w- William Lacey Clay by three points. At one point, Bush was actually down by as much as twenty six points and came roaring back and won this race. That was a fascinating race to watch, and the part that I found really really amazing. Is that um, is that Cory Bush uh, actually um, got the support of Justice Democrats, got the support of Bernie Sanders. Shockingly, AOC did not endorse um, uh, Cory Bush in this race. A lot of progressives were mm-hmm. actually kind of angry that AOC didn't do that. And it was also um, Black Lives Matter activists, right? Yeah. You, she was a Black Lives Matter activist. She got involved once uh, Michael uh, during the the murder of um, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Brown, I believe, um, right. in Ferguson. So that's where she got activated. And yeah, she, you know, she she she's a very prominent Black Lives Matter activist. She ran her campaign on Medicare for all, tuition free college, um, and a Green New Deal. Actually. All of these candidates ran their campaigns on those issues, on the progressive agenda that, you know, people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were were promoting. So 
the thing that's amazing, right, is that in all three of these, uh, all three of these uh, races, right, especially Corey Bush and Marquita and and Marquita Bradshaw, they won in heavily Republican states. He ran the one in Missouri mm-hmm. and Tennessee, respectively. So there, there is this long-time thinking when it comes to Democratic establishment thinking that, oh, the only places that progressives can win is deep blue mm-hmm. you know, states like New York and California. But what they're showing is that if you run your campaign and you're able to connect with your community, progressive ideas can win yeah, I think that, anywhere. And I, and I it think doesn't matter where it is. The, you know, I think the country is more progressive than, than people think, uh, even in, uh, in, in parts of, of the country where yeah. one would think that there's as much you know, a conservative. Because, look, we got Tennessee, we got Missouri. I love Missouri, by the way. St. Louis is beautiful. And Kansas City is, is beautiful mm-hmm. as well. So I think that yeah. that, that um, yeah. you know we can you know we, we need more people who are actually there to help the constituents. You know we got you know we have a lot of issues going on and 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 it's just it's better to get people that actually are gonna wanna they wanna do something and they have good ideas to to promote. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think with especially I think the with race is um, more important to me. Corey the Senate, Bush's race, the Senate seats, we we definitely already have a Democratic ma- a majority in in Congress. Um, it could de- definitely be better with def- more ideas, especially with the relief bill and other stuff that's going on right now. But in Senate, this the Senate is yeah. a rep- Republican majority. So if we can get some progressives and Democrats yeah. in there, and, you know, some Green Party members as well in there, I think that'd be the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so um, in terms of Marquita Bradshaw, uh, she will be running against Bill Haggerty, who is uh, Trump's uh, um, diplomat uh, to Japan. Ambassador, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess you can use that term. Uh, Trump's ambassador to Japan. Um, And yeah, you know, it's an open seat, so there's no incumbent. It is an uphill battle, right? But I think that if, if Democrats are really serious about taking back the Senate, mm-hmm. here's a perfect place where Democrats can actually live out their values and say, hey, you know what, we're going, we're going to prove that Democratic values can win anywhere. So we're going to win this in Tennessee. I know there's a lot of people who are focused on making sure that they take back, like, Doug Jones' seat in Alabama, uh, making sure that Mark Kelly wins in Arizona. But I think Marquita Brown, uh, Marquita Bradshaw, I'm sorry, uh, make sure she wins would be absolutely huge. She, right now, uh, Marquita Bradshaw would be the very first. And right now, in U.S. history, she's the very first Democratic nominee for Senate mm-hmm. in state history. So mm-hmm. that's big. That's that's really really big. So um, and and Cory Bush it. If elected, although her seat is very, very Democrat, so for all intents and purposes, she will be reelected. She, oh, sorry, she will be elected. She will be the first woman, uh, African American woman elected to Congress to represent nice. the state of Missouri. And I know you, you were talking about how you love Missouri. 
Um, Corey Bush would actually represent the um, the St. Louis County oh, no. part of Missouri. So one of yeah. their favorite areas, I think there, you mentioned. But there is a Mon- I know you're the talking. Monsanto talk- building yeah. is, is in St. Louis as well. So there's there's some there's some stuff that I don't like about it when I went there. Yeah. But okay, yeah. fair enough. So so let's. So yeah, so very congratulations to all three of them. Now, uh, to kind of cap everything off, um, Bernie Sanders um, endorsed, uh, I believe, 13 people uh, who ran in primaries in Missouri, Michigan, um, in Washington, um, and Arizona on Tuesday. 12 out of 13 of those districts, either the Democrats either the progressive Democrat won or they're moving on to a runoff. So for instance, in Washington, you have a jungle primary where the top two, regardless of party, move on to the general election. So in one case, you have two Democrats moving on. But a lot of the seats that um, progressives ran in on Tuesday, they won. So I'm very happy with the direction that the progressive movement is going. I know we lost Bernie and we lost the presidency, but this is going to show you that we're building that base for the next generation of future Bernie Sanders. So maybe someone like AOC could run for president in the future. Someone like Warren Bush might be able to run for president in the future. Who knows? So with that, um, you know, is there anything you want to add before we move on to the next, to the final, to the final story? All the bases, um, you know, just you know, anybody who wants to run for Congress or Senate, there's still time to do so. If you feel like you need to, you know, definitely uh, look into your community and see what you can do to help out. Yeah, because there's still there's still a lot of seats to take over, especially in the Senate, like I mentioned. So. You know, we're going to yeah. need more victories like this to happen. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, and, and, and you might say, you know, I, I, I might not be fit to run for Congress, so maybe I shouldn't do it. But, hey, how about, like, running for things like mm-hmm. city council, for instance, where you really can affect change when it comes to, like, defund police, when it comes to things such as making sure that homeless individuals mm-hmm. are taken care of, like, Making sh- and so so mm-hmm. there are those seats as well because yeah like city council like county board and state legislature to an extent you might say hey you know those races aren't ne- those offices aren't necessarily all that sexy but here's the thing right if you want to affect change the local is where it's at so you know and 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 like I'm gonna remind everyone right you might saying might be thinking oh yeah I'm I, I don't want to vote in November because I don't like my choices for president. Look, the only way these three are going to win their election on um, in November is yeah. if we go out to vote. So go out, vote. You don't even have to go out. Everybody you needs to go vote. Ballot. No matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go. Oh, yeah. There you go. So there's no, there's really no. go out and vote in the vote. In the there's polls, no excuse anymore. Ahead, but if you want to vote. You could just wait for it in the mail, write your, you know, yeah. write down your ballot, send it over by October, and then you're good. No excuses. That's fine. Nope. There's no more excuses for people yep. not to no vote. Excuses, yeah. So let's go, go out and vote. Next one, because that one's pretty sad. So let's talk about. Yeah. 
Yeah, this one is kind of sad. So, um, um, uh, yesterday there was an explosion um, it, outside uh, at a port in um, Beirut, Lebanon. Yeah, Thursday? yesterday. Oh. Yeah. No, I, think I believe it was, it was yesterday. Wednesday, bro. So, yeah, so, really? Okay, cool. But, so what happened was um, there was an explosion at the port. Death tolls up to about 140 people, 5,000 people injured. And if you looked at the pictures, it is absolutely right. devastating. So we have a short video that angles. kind of uh, that actually uh, mm. different angles of the explosion. So let's. Uh, this is courtesy of the Guardian. Uh, take it away, producer Louis. We actually, go ahead. We actually have some pictures of. Not only do we have that uh, that video, we actually have some pictures as well, uh, that from from mm -hmm. from Lebanon. Yeah, the, these pictures are absolutely. Yeah, is the before yeah, and after? They're so they're, they're the, very tragic. The one on the left is the before the explosion. The one on the right is is after. You see. Water going into the explosion site already. Uh, you see the water super polluted. You see, you know, all the buildings decimated in the nearest area. Um, they, uh, there was a, there was a, somebody was posting if it, if it exploded here in Orange County, it would go from Huntington Beach all the way to Anaheim. They would notice, uh, you know, within a couple miles, yeah, they notice like supreme destruction. But like by Anaheim, they will still feel uh, there will still be some some damages, and I I just picture that in my head and saying like that's insane, like it's crazy how much it happened. I don't really know too much about how it exploded. They don't they don't really know. I don't really know how. So so I actually was wa uh, listening to a uh, M NPR. Um, an NPR um, mm -hmm. segment actually just a few hours ago before uh, while we were doing research um, uh, for the story. And it turns out, um, according to them and according to their source, it was ammonium nit nitrate that was uh, that actually mm. exploded um, because of a fire. And the thing was it the thing was the plant was nearby the nearby nearby the the pier and nearby the harbor and yeah um that that plant was used to create ammonium nit nitrate for uh, fertilizer and to create bombs and yeah it basically um some you know it just went wrong and it went boom I think unfortunately. It was for and, and i'm not trying to make any light about it 
light about it. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's absolutely, you know, if you're looking at these pictures, it's really sad. And, 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 and I think that, um, you know, I, I think that we, we need to, I know there are relief efforts right now. I'm in a hashtag. Um, and, the, and I'm hoping that for Lebanon. So let's make that shit go viral for yeah. Lebanon or whatever you can. Um, and, you know, let's just hope that every, you know, everyone that is, is uh, you know, with injuries right now gets better. And may the people that passed away rest in peace. And hopefully they get some justice because this is not, you know, the company that works there should be held liable for Look at the mass exploding, bro. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. So 16 people, 16 people were detained and questioned. I believe they were released. So... I know there's going to be a, a, a full investigation, and this is actually is compounded by the fact that Lebanon is, ex is experiencing mm -hmm. economic crisis like no other now more than ever. So this is just compounding a problem that was just already bad to begin with to be even worse. So you know I'm um, you know it's sad that we ended the show on a sad note, but you know we got to kind of inform people yeah. of what's going on. And you know, I, it's uh, I, yeah. I feel very sad for what's going on in Lebanon, and I and you know whatever way you can support them, you know I know that there's some mutual aid um, organizations that are going down there to help in the efforts, whether it be to to body recover or to give aid such as food or or other forms of aid, you know whatever you can, you know help yeah, out as much I mean, as you can. So with that, uh, you, know, you know, let's you know, let's let's enjoy the people that are in our lives and and love them because you never know when things may happen, either whether it be an accident or illness or sudden sudden death. We, we need to enjoy them while they're here and just say that you love them and and be there for them as much as you can because you never know. As humans, we we can perish in an instant, you know. So let's 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 take advantage of the people yeah. that are in our lives and just show them love and and compassion, whatever, in whatever ways that we can, you know. And that's all I gotta say. Absolutely. So, so with that, you know, we'd like to close close out the show and sign off. Um, once again, thank you, uh, producer Louis, for putting this together. I'd like to thank all the members of our team, um, including uh, Julio. Um, Carlos, Mrs. Zuniga, yes. of course, um, you know, I know, um, I know she, um, you know, she, I believe she's there watching as well. Thank you, D. Thank mm -hmm. you, Diana. Um, and thank you also to Isaac, uh, for he's all promoted. the work that he's doing. He's, he's the one promoted. that prepared. We gotta, we gotta, he's promoted. Okay, we ended on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, um, you know, he's now a member, he's actually a full pledge member of the team, and we're very happy that, you know, he's been doing a lot of the work. He's the one preparing the media and preparing the shows to make sure these shows run smoothly. Mm -hmm. So a lot, um, really thanks to Isaac for, for putting this together. So um, with that, I'd like to sign off. Thank you once again, producer uh, Louie. Thank you once again for uh, for tuning in to Radical Revolutionaries. Uh, please sign up and be a member today, uh, RadicalRevolutionaries.com. 
and let's do it. Let's let's continue to make move uh, connect movements. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to revolutionary it up, and let's make sure that we uh, yeah. keep pushing for our progressive values. Uh, anything you have Speaking to say before we sign off? I want to give another shout out to the People's Tribune. They're one of our partners. I want to be big, give a big shout out to them, and uh, you know, tune in. They're they're in the Midwest, so you know, go ahead and show them some some support by. You know, reading the articles and all that stuff. But, you know, much love to everybody. Like I said, much love and respect. Love your family members and whoever's close to you. And just show them some love. So with that, uh, we're going to sign off. We'll see you again on Monday. Um, there, uh, I will say that uh, producer Louie, actually, he works at a uh, local bakery here in Anaheim. So there might be some changes to the schedule, but we'll keep you all posted uh, on that. But uh, with that, we'll, uh, barring any surprises, we'll be here mm-hmm. on Monday, 5 p.m. Um, uh, so thanks, everyone. Once again, we are signed off. Let's go. We are out. Oh, what happened? Oh, what happened? What? Good night.